Shoop de shoop de doo. You're listening to the AP Annual Podcasts, not affiliated with the Associated Press. Shoop shoop. To listen to more of our shows, visit annualpodcasts.com. And to support us and help us grow our network, visit patreon.com slash the annual. Video cassette, your favorite '90s movie nostalgia podcast. I am Tom Hewinger, and joined by uh, my always loyal co-host and personal dungeon master, Trevor Williams. It's not that kind of yeah. dungeon. No, yeah, no. I mean, like we're talking. It's a dungeon of our minds. A, the dungeon of our minds. A matrix of sorts. I'm sorry, I, I talked in the middle of your opening. No, that was I, fine. Hey, this is your off. podcast. I'm this sorry, is. I shouldn't. Have. No, this is our space. You should feel comfortable at any any time chiming in. All right, all right, cool. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry, uh, Trevor. What do we do on this podcast? On now available on video cassette, Tom and I, sometimes a guest, will uh, talk about a movie that we loved as kids, and uh, this movie. Hopefully, we haven't watched for many, many tens of years, <laughs> and. Then uh, we, we talk about why we loved it, we try to reconstruct the plot, and then we watch it, and we encourage our listeners to do that. And then uh, we do all the research, we IMDb, and we Wikipedia, you know, all reliable sources. And then we, uh, we come back, and we revisit it, and we try to see well, if it held up, if it was problematic in any way. Which often it is. Uh, who that one character was that we couldn't remember. Yeah, or like, by. oh my god, Daniel Craig was in this what? movie. Daniel Craig was in this movie the whole time. Yeah, talking about a kid in King Arthur's Court. He was in that. He had Along a with uh, Kate Winslet. We all had bowl cuts, including Daniel Craig. Speaking of bowl cuts, the main character of today's movie has a bowl cut. Oh. Which brings me to my next <laughs> segment, which I call Introducing Our Guest. Welcome, Clayton Myers. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you and, doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm very impressed and intimidated by the fact that you guys are both wearing elegant tuxes. Oh, well, geez. Uh, I didn't understand that was a part you're of spo- podcasting. You're, not, you're but not supposed to let the... We do that for our own personal... I apologize. Jeez. It's after five, Clayton. Yeah, we're not come on. Farmers. Where's your tuxedo? I, I, <laughs> I came underdressed, uh, but I promise if you have me back, I'll make sure to wear one as well. Uh, Clayton, you and I are old friends. Indeed. Uh, you are an actor. On the good days. You're a writer. I do that, too. You're a, a citizen of the world. Uh, yeah, mostly America. But yeah. uh, Congratulations. I understand you. that was fairly recent. Right, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> See. Uh, but we've, uh, I th- we've like been, have we actually worked on any productions together? I don't know if we actually have, but we've definitely been near each other on many productions. Yeah, like yeah. in the proximity. Yeah, for we've sure. We've seen each other. Yeah. In things. That is true. <laughs> yeah. And we've worked that with people. That must have been fun. A lot of people don't realize that the audience kind of, it, it makes the whole show. Yeah. Right. That is true. But uh, thank you for being here. Uh, we've been talking to you about being on here for a little while now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm super excited about the movie that you wanted to go with. You had a few in mind, but uh, what's the movie that you wanted to uh, uh, The movie that go with? Uh, I have chosen is Angus. Angus. About a cow. 
A lot of people make that uh, confusing assumption. But oh, must it is be not uh, about a cow. Okay, right. no, it is about a boy. What a boy? Nay, so like a steer, a young man, mm. <laughs> a boy in the uh, adolescence transitioning into man. Right. Yep. Today is, a, is another coming of age movie. That's got a lot of feels in it. Oh, there are feels. There's going to be so many feels. So I think, Trevor, you Ooh. remember the least amount of this movie. Yeah what, yeah. what do you know about Angus? What do you remember? Okay. I definitely did see it. I remember the, the title very well. It's called Angus. Nailed it. Yeah. That is the name of the main character whose name is Angus. He is a young male human. Yes. Uh, an adolescent, you might say. Absolutely. About 30 seconds ago. He uh, is maybe not the most physically fit uh, young man. He it might get bullied in school. Yes. Uh, he might have a friend in the school. Absolutely. Maybe like a small friend. Uh, a sidekick. Yeah. And uh, so there's shenanigans that happen. Let me tell you. It's like you're reading off the box. Yeah. It's amazing. Wow. I remember that's what really got me uh, hooked in was everything you just said. Did you just quote Ebert's review? Ebert, yeah. Oh, wait. Two thumbs up. <laughs> A wild adolescent romp with also... James Vanderbeek. No, he's oh, not yeah. in it. Is no, he, he some, is in it. Is he a bully? He has got varsity blues in this, man. Yeah, man, this is pre I'm thinking this character <laughs> it, yeah. graduated into varsity blues. Yeah, I think so, absolutely. <sighs> uh, yeah, James Vanderbeek is in it, for sure. He's the he's the jerk. He's like the main jerk. Mm, he's, yeah. the, he's the jock. Does he have, uh, does he have like, blonde hair parted in the middle? He does. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally does. But it's really cool. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that was, that's what the cool guy said. Yeah. But Angus, he still has a bowl cut. Mushroom cut also is yeah, uh, something acceptable. Yeah, something along those lines. Bowl cut. And, and uh, yeah. His friend, as you mentioned, is like the, he's like this little redhead kid. This little dude. Who also had a, a reasonable... Success. Well, I mean, semi-successful career. He, he yeah, kept, sure. He kept working for a bit after yeah, this. Yeah, he was in. Uh, I know he. What he was in? Can't hardly wait. I think. I think uh, he was. Um, I like that movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Who was he in that movie? I. I th- he was like kind of a, a, a nobody. I mean, he was. I think he was the kid that like stole everything. Wow, funny. I could be wrong. when you when you see him in this, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, that, that guy. He's been in a yep. million things. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a dance. There is a There's dance. A it's, I think it's a it's like a sn- it's like a winter ball or something. Oh, the snowball ball. Yeah, the snowball ball. I think it is the snowball. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that for me, I saw this at a time where I was very fragile and vulnerable, and I was being bullied a lot at school, and this was. Uh, an, a real underdog story where I was like, you know what, you can be. You you can be uh, cool at school and not have to be. fit in with all the other jerks that you know because I know a, a big part of this movie and probably where I'm like I, 
So I'm going to cry today, probably. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm anticipating <laughs> some misty eyes. Whoa. But I know Angus makes like a big speech at the end of the movie oh. to like the whole school about oh, yeah. like, oh, so you think you're normal. Well, what's normal? Whoa. And I remember that whole idea of like, oh, what? yeah, what is normal? I mean, there there yeah. are so many things. Like now that we're actually talking about it, my brain is just like flushing with so yeah. many memories of, of things that as an adult now I can look at and kind of appreciate and also working in, in film now, which I didn't then, I can also look at and be like, man, the color palette that they used. I remember that the school uh, and the assembly, when they're talking about the stuff, everybody's wearing blues. Mm-hmm. Angus typically wears red. Uh, cool. um, oh, wow. So like there's there's that element, real, which M. also plays... kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, which also <laughs> plays into a visual for his science projects because he's, he's good at science. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a girl that he's yes, he's crush for sure. Yeah, and, and it's she, the girl from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say okay. yeah, it's her. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. It's coming back a little. And uh, yeah, and he's like really big, and he gets made fun of a lot for being f- fat. And uh, I remember like in the moment where uh, Angus and the girl are like having kind of a bonding moment, she reveals that she's bulimic. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we oh, learned, man. yeah, a lot of that was stuff that, you know, we hadn't really heard about before or we had just yeah. learned about. It. But I also think uh, back to the, the snowball dance and it kind of feels a little bit like a reverse carry moment situation. Yeah. In, in the sense that um, he gets, he gets <laughs> like, uh, he wins, what is it? The, the prom, yeah, prom the, the, king or the, whatever. Yeah, the snow king or whatever. Ahead of time, too. He knows ahead of time right. that he's won. And it's like this big... Uh, but it was one of those things that they voted him just yeah. so that he could feel like everyone's staring at him and think he doesn't right. deserve it or should. James be Vanderbeek there. does it as like a as a goof. He's like, you know, like, oh yeah, we're gonna make Angus win, then we're gonna embarrass him at the dance. Yep, what an ass. But yeah, I like that uh, idea of a reverse carry instead of murdering everyone he makes everyone think and become introspective about the choices they're making and and mm. the feelings of others yep what's the opposite <laughs> of telekinesis <laughs> yeah i mean so i don't know i'm uh, asking yeah, you guys that's... instead of moving things with your mind you're moving people with your heart whoa that's good <laughs> good answer tom that's good i feel like it's more of a parallel instead of moving things with your mind you're moving your I, no, you're I not got, moving no, things you're not, with your body. You're not moving things with your body. That's it. That's the opposite. <laughs> Though he does, he moves Vanderbeek with the body a bit there. That's true. That's another thing that I do enjoy. It really gives you a couple satisfying, oh, this is a dick, he's an asshole, and he's going to get punched the fuck out. Yup. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's, that's a good feeling. But also, can we just point out the fact that like this movie came out, I want to say, like right around the end of what was considered to be the nineties and uh, like that grunge phase yes. that, that mild, like Cobain's already dead, I think, but yeah. we're, we're still like, you know, rocking out a little bit. The soundtrack. Yes. To this movie is so good. Really? Like grungy? It's, it's super well, grunge. It's, it's got, got it's some got, grungy It's got vibes. some grunge. It's, it definitely has like, it's got, um, it put Mazzy star on the map for me. It's also got it's got some Green Day in there. Yep. It's got the Bodines, I think. Um, but I, I also remember there there's a Green Day track in this movie that was only available on its soundtrack until they put out international super hits, which I think is like I forget the name of it. So I think that's the this? montage I was telling you about. Uh, one of the montages. I think it's one of the montages. Yeah. Yeah. What, what year is? Uh... 
Angus? I think this is 95. Something okay. like that, yeah. Wow. I was, right in the middle there. Yeah, nice. I was definitely, uh, I was in elementary school, and uh, that way, which is where I really suffered the most, like, bullying. Um, and I do, like, do remember watching this movie and really thinking, like, oh, it might be okay someday. It's going to be all right. Wow. It's going to be okay. Um, and there's also, um, it's very kind of like a, a bit of a hero's journey too. And that like, he has a grandfather. Yep. Oh, cool. And his grandfather imparts many pearls. Who is granddad? Uh, we it's were killing me that I can't. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were trying it's to figure that out me because his mom is played by the ever so lovely and phenomenal Kathy Bates. That is, oh, yeah, true. yeah love me great. some Kathy Bates. Yeah, um, but I can't remember. We should guess. Ready, Alan Arkin. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, uh, um, I, honestly, I don't know if it's it's anyone that I even know if I would recognize I, I cannot help but feel like this guy is probably like a big name of old Hollywood and I cannot probably. place it. I just yeah. cannot place it. It's killing so me. Definitely Humphrey uh, Bogart as Grandpa. Bella Lugosi. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's Marlon Br- No, it's not Brando. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Cool. Yeah. Granddad. Pretty, um, pretty stoked for it. There's also, uh, there's some, I think some good like, uh, you know, Jim kind of moments that are in a lot of, you know, high school movies where it's like, oh, I'm in gym class and I'm the unathletic. And yeah, gym was not always fun. No. Uh, no. It was not all dodgeball and and pretending to be injured so you didn't have to run the mile, <laughs> which was definitely me. It, this is middle school or high school? This is high school. The, Angus is high school. Angus is Pretty high sure, school, yeah. Because yeah. remember, like we got we to start here for Vanderbeek's character to go to Varsity Blues. Okay. Right. And yeah. one also, um, uh, Angus is, I think, he's doing all these like science experiments to, because uh, he wants to go to school for like biology or something. Is it weird science? No, nope, well, but the science will play into the analogies yes! and, and such as it progresses yes. into um, acceptance and, um, you know, like, uh, what are the words I'm looking Adap- for? Adaptation. Here? Is it? Well, yeah, because I think, because he's like doing this experiment throughout the movie and it keeps like rejecting the, yeah. the additional element that right. he's contributing. Yeah, 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 yeah. and there's this great, like, it cuts, as he's making the speech, it cuts, like, to his experiment in because his room, and it's, like, adapting and being stronger again, against visually, the odds. The thing that he's adding to it, it's a blue substance, and he's adding a red dot. Oh. Man, this is oh. some good filmmaking. I, just, I haven't even seen it yet. I just got goosebumps. Right. I will green light this. Um... <laughs> uh, I am going to be curious to see, you know, how certain themes and stuff in today's, you know, sociopolitical climate, how it flies or not. Sure. The way, way, you know, because like you were just saying, bullying, like now everyone's just, you know, freaking out about even the littlest of that. And then, yeah, it's all online. Well, and I I think too, in, in, when these movies That's were the getting other made, thing. this is a pre-internet high school That's movie. That's true. Yeah, this is probably one of the last. Mean, no texting, right? Because yeah. they couldn't. none of that. They couldn't. They didn't have it. Yeah, hmm. I'm gonna look forward to seeing what computers he's using in oh, this yeah. film. Like Windows 95. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe know. it's a Commodore 64. Like I grew it's up also with. it's gonna be right smack dab in the middle of the 90s, and it's gonna be teenagers making fun of each other. So fashion's I gonna be great. That's part of the montage. There's gonna be a lot of oh. uh, slurs that we don't say anymore. Probably. Oh yeah. Uh, it's funny because I've uh, especially bullying and how it's portrayed in the movies that we've watched. I feel like 
are are always a little bit more extreme than anything that we ever typically encountered. But now I feel like now like bullying portrayed in a movie has got to be just people saying mean things on the internet. Well, right? I mean that that's the other thing is it's like because film is a visual medium, and so um, words impacting a character that that can be acted to some extent, but the idea of a character being physically assaulted, right. or in this case, I recall there's a, a underwear on the flagpole situation. Yes. Like, that's hugely traumatic and um, personal. It's it's your underwear, but like, so as you're saying, that, that seems almost extreme compared to what normal bullying might be. Yeah. However, visually, it, you know, anybody watching is like, oh my God, if that were happening to me. Sure, sure, Whereas sure. Whereas if you're not the one being called the horrible words, you can be like, well, that sucks that they said that. Why are you taking it so personally? Yeah. You know, you can brush it off in comparison. Yeah. I mean, I think that bullying is still a problem in person. It's just, you know, quiet, a little more insidious. People are still dicks to each other in person. Even oh, if it's that's just never by like, stop. being I mean, a dip by omission, like not inviting people to things. And, you know, like there's lots of ways in which people are just jerks to each should other. Should I take it as a sign that you're bullying me, that you were flicking me off the entire time you said that? Dude, it was, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I know mean, what was he was doing. He, he even did the crank thing where it starts down and you kind of <laughs> yeah. work it up. And I, then... I wouldn't take it as a sign. Okay. I think it's it's a symbol. Sure, sure. Of, uh, I don't know what it's a symbol of. I just saw fair. someone do it. That's fair. It seemed fun. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listeners, were you bullied? Were you the bully? What were your experiences? Do Share you, them with us. Do you shudder when you watch Parks and Rec and hear Ron... Swanson say bully, <laughs> bully for you, and think, oh God, he's gonna beat someone up. If uh, if you were if you were the bully or the bullied, uh, we want to hear your experiences. Why don't you uh, email them to us at nowavailableov at gmail And Tom's gonna reconnect you with your bully and or bully. Yeah, we'll do a bonus, some bonus content. It'll be video. It'll be just like uh, Jerry Springer, but with. Um, Less, it's more resolution, it's more Murray yeah. or something, right? Is that what that guy does? Oh, yeah, Mur- uh, Maury. Maury, <laughs> Maury. No, I don't know what I don't watch that stuff. Clayton, yes. you are not the father. <sighs> Everybody wins, <laughs> Everybody wins in that scenario. Fantastic. Um, I'm trying to remember other things. I know there, uh, there's a blow up doll. Oh yeah! Whoa! Uh, that Weird. I believe. So his friend. So let's talk. About, so his friend, I think, is not as big of a target, literally, to the bullies because he's he's a little bit smaller. Um, and but he's ma- like, and maybe super not as hot Compensating with like his wannabe libido. That is true. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I'm he's pretty always... sure he's going to be the one that says things that you're like, oh, that would not fly today. Uh, he's talking oh. about the way he thinks he says about girls. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also know he, he does get uh, because they know that he's like their you know the main vein to Angus. Angus, yeah. he, I know he gets fucked up sometime oh, in the movie, and it's like yeah, like his like arm gets broken and shit. It's, Damn, yeah, that's assault. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but I think we're a rough time. There is death in this film. Really? Oh God! Is it Grandpa? <laughs> Who else would it be, Trevor? Uh, it makes that makes the most sense. Uh, it's like either that or a dog. Like I said, it's like kind of there's like this sort of like sort of a variation on a hero's journey thing. Yeah, going yeah, on. yeah. Um, Is there a dog? Mm, 
I think the best friend qualifies. Yeah. Someone should have a doll. Certainly. Yeah. Or the blow-up doll. But when... Doll, uh, well, yeah, when Angus... <laughs> I think she has a leash on. <laughs> <laughs> when Angus harness. gets elected it's Snow King or whatever, uh, his friend is like, here's this blow-up doll. You can practice dancing with yeah. it. Oh, I do remember that. And, and that, also... One of the montages. I think sales on blow up dolls before homecoming season actually went up that year. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure. It was big As for they that do industry. every year. A lot of practice dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then I think too his uh, his friend for some reason thinks it's a good idea to take a video of that with a camcorder. Yep. And then oh my God. Uh, it gets shown at like the school dance or something. That's like the, something that's like, like that. the yeah. big thing that they use to embarrass Well, him. even worse is he's practicing talking to the girl mm, as if the doll right. is the girl. Because he is, goes in for the kiss, And probably. so now he's with the girl and yeah. she's hearing him practice with the uh, doll. And it's like, wait, are these words real? And that's you said them is. to the doll. Uh, Do you love her or me? Wow. I don't think it's quite that, but... No, and they hire a private investigator and take a bunch of pictures. And then the girl's inflatable boyfriend beats Angus up and leaves her for the inflatable girl because they have more things in common. It seems like they're meant to be. That actually kind of makes sense. And that's when when he goes full-on carry, though. Yeah. Reverse carry. Well, that's the end credit scene. Well, it's not an end credit scene as much as an alternate ending. Oh. Yeah. 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 I don't know why it didn't test well at the time, but I yeah I don't know. But I mean I'm s- sad that they didn't continue the Angus cinematic universe. So. Oh wait, reverse carry is if he's reaching into the grave. Okay. Okay. Wait, what? Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the end of carrot. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I see what you did there. Uh, James Vanderbeek, Jurassic Park girl, Angus, his friend. <laughs> Any other... Uh, Kathy Bates. Well, yeah, I know. Kathy Bates, huge. I love Kath- Kathy Bates. Misery. But like, I'm just curious. I feel like... Especially, you think we're going to get some cameos? Some I don't, well, we not, don't, not like, so much cameos on? as much like, oh... Uh, I'm foot, trying to think who played the principal. Football, football player number three was Ben Affleck. Oh, that'd be it's great. Ben Affleck. <laughs> we were watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Ben Affleck showed up as, as like a, a basketball player. Nice. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Was he any good? Uh, yeah, he was good. He wasn't as good as a vampire. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, he was a basketball playing vampire. He wasn't as good as the vampire that he was playing against. Oh. It's hard, you know, when you have the powers of darkness, you can you can steal a ball really easily. Right, yeah. right. I don't know. I think that uh Seth Green's going to show up. That's totally I feel like that's totally possible. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I'm trying to think of ages and, and remembering exactly when this is. There a teacher <clears throat> that's like I'm thinking the principal. I'm thinking the teachers. Somebody's gonna stick out as being somebody. Powder from Powder shows up. Oh, dude, <laughs> Sean Patrick Flannery. That'd be great. <laughs> I, I, is that Sean Patrick Flannery? That's Sean Patrick. Holy Patrick shit! Flannery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we gotta watch that movie. Powder. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. That movie's fucked up. All right, yeah. uh, Angus. Any final words before we watch this? Jeff Goldblum. Is he's in Jeff, powder. He's in powder. Yeah. yeah. He is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Wow. He's a nice guy. He's nice to powder. He is nice yeah. to powder. So we're going to go, we're going to watch powder. Uh, <laughs> Be nice to powder. <laughs> but you should watch Angus and let us know how it is. Um, but powder's piqued our interest over here. And if you haven't bullied anybody yet, you should really try it. You so that way you should. can write in and tell us about it. Um, and if you haven't been bullied, then, you know, Did maybe... it make you feel bigger? Yeah, and if, empower if you, you. You should definitely try both sides of it. Yeah, strongly. You know that way you can see that the grass isn't always greener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. All right, go watch Angus. 
And we're back. Woo! All right. Um, that was an emotional one for me. I gotta say. Yeah. I I mentioned it in the first half. Uh, I definitely uh, I teared up numerous times. Yeah. There were some feels here. Oh, I had some tears for sure. I definitely. Yeah. I think my shirt is still stained with uh, some teardrops there. Oh, good. Good. I was Tre- fine. I was Tre- okay. Yeah, Trevor's got ice water running through his veins. <laughs> I, I don't know, like. I will. I'm seriously looking forward to, and I hope we someday we watch a movie that like makes you get a little misty. Yeah, it'll happen. Maybe. What movie is that for you? I'm um, watching it next week. Uh, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> I remember one one that usually gets me, and so I, I haven't watched it in probably over ten years. Was Eternal Sunshine? Okay, mm. that yeah, one. That's, that one's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a different, different feels. Not a, dead grandpa feels. No, no, yeah. <laughs> um, but Angus, Angus, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I, I really thought it was a solid, solid movie. It was really, well told, I thought it was really well done. Great acting. There's so many. I, I didn't realize it until this time around, but there are so many different styles of comedy that are happening throughout it. Yeah, that. Um, would typically feel really disjointed and, and uncomfortable that they would just do go for so many different styles. Yeah, there's like but some they're, self-aware they're paced, stuff. Paced yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like self-aware, like oh, every, like everything good happens to the jerk in the movie, and everything bad happens to Angus. <laughs> well, Angus, the kid who plays him, has a bunch of pratfalls. Uh, sure, he's definitely like hamming up the falling and just being uh, really ungraceful yeah klutzy yeah. yeah and um and then you know you go to the more like uh, physical satirical comedy uh with the forced perspective of his underwear from his yeah oh, yeah that was great like that yeah. that was almost you know in police his mind, academy it's, sort of, yeah yeah, yeah it's I, huge I, yeah, yeah i forgot about that They're, um bigger than the flag yeah right yeah and first yeah first you see just regular underwear flying next to the flag and then it just gets bigger. It's getting and worse bigger. and worse. Yeah, it's oh, it's so yeah. and so yeah. Good. So I mean, like in any other movie, they would do either that kind of comedy with the flag, or they sure. might do you know the the banter between him and his grandfather is great. The banter great between him and Troy banter. is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're saying all these negative things to each other, but the subtext is just rich in between each of those lines. Right. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you never, yeah, like, yeah, they're saying all these like mean things to each other but you just know like man this his grandfather means the world to him and vice versa which could also be kind of a funny way of really dissecting that sense of bullying based on what vanderbeek's character says because a lot of times he's got that you know silver tongue where he's almost talking politely to these people Mm -hmm. that he's really you know putting the pressure on yeah and uh like that that bit when troy gets his arm broken Everything, if you were to just read it back, everything Vanderbeek is saying, none of it sounds threatening. Oh, we're just trying to do a, we're just trying to have fun with it's the just guy. It's a joke, right? Yeah, yeah it's just very nonchalant. But the physical, it's very physically Absolutely. threatening. He's yeah. in a garbage can. There's three huge guys compared to him. Yeah, he's tiny. And yeah. because he's played, when it shows the aging oh, yeah. up of the characters, <laughs> oh I love that they use the same actor for the like the the for age the, younger Angus. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna was say, good. yeah, younger. I mean the. The younger Angus, um, once he hits adolescence, like yeah. the voice change is like the only real variable there. But it, it's the same guy, right? It, Age or, younger Angus was different, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so. the kid looked, but I his mean, friend was the same. His sure. friend was definitely <laughs> yeah. the he has same. Not hit which that, was yeah, great. 
Um, but also Vanderbeek's character, what was his name again? Just, I mean, just uh, fine, Vanderbeek. Uh, Rick's, uh, Rick, Rick, Rick Sanford. He, yeah. uh, you know that he's <coughs> he doesn't have that same rapport with Angus because he's been a dick since kindergarten. Yeah, he's been. Yeah. He was the first one to be like, you know what, you know who's different here, and we should make fun of is Angus. Yeah, yes. and and he's been doing it consistently for the whole life. And I loved that montage of. And the comedy shows up, the physical comedy, yes. where every time Angus just breaks his nose yep. and somehow it makes it, nose. and it makes it better every time. <laughs> yeah. His nose is more and more perfect every time he breaks it. It's so funny because I definitely remember the football game intro uh-huh. of him causing the fumble but not getting the credit. And then I completely spaced on the actual him growing up intro. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I forgot about that too. I will also say that um, typically, I mean, most. Most screenwriting and filmmaking classes, they'll tell you that narration and exposition is oftentimes like a crutch and right. not a good mm-hmm. way of telling a story. His narration in this didn't bother me whatsoever. Sure, and it's you know it's uh, it's succinct, yes, and it doesn't linger too long. You know, it's just it's uh, and also you know it's based on a short story, which I assume you know like it's you know anytime it's there's an adaptation from literature, you know, there's always it's easier to take more time to set that kind of scene and set up like, here's the history between these two people. Yeah. But you know, I think they did it really well. The perspective of the narration is interesting too, because it, it ends, it it becomes present tense at the end of the movie after the dance. He's like, I guess I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay in high school there and I'll just keep on being me. And that's what'll happen. Yeah. And so it, the entire narration is from that moment of I finished, I, I, I did this thing. Yeah, dance, dance over, and it's like he's thinking back on all that stuff. Potentially, I mean, I think it's all um, in the moment. I mean, obviously not the expositional prior to the football scene when we're catching up to that moment. Right. Yeah, but from there, I think he's narrating in the moment of the scenes as they're progressing. Oh, is that happening? I'm pretty sure. I mean, either way, it happens. The story unfolds in a in a in a great great way. It does stop narrating for a while and just no. It, tell it, the story. There, there's yeah. gaps. Yeah, there are I think, huge gaps. So, um, I mean, with comedy and also apparently dramatic elements, like you know the the Man. rule of thumb is it comes in threes. Mm-hmm. And so I would say with the narration, I feel like there are ma- three major chunks of narration. Mm. Sure. Um, but also the record with Grandpa. The record with Ooh, Grandpa. That, that was, was threes. The that chess was game. Chess game was three. Do you know uh, who that guy was? So I, I was looking that <laughs> the up. The guy that he was playing against? Yeah. No, um, who was it? So that guy's name, uh, I wrote it down here, Ivan Irvin Kirchner. And the crazy thing about him is uh, he is actually a famous director. Famous for? Uh, well, one of the things that what I... What is gotta, it, Trevor? One of them is RoboCop. I'm trying to look <laughs> oh, up awesome. his... Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah, wow. Right there too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like, how do you get this guy to just do this cameo? But I'm thinking it's rad. George C. It's Scott. It's so cool. Yeah, it was George George C. Scott. Well, let's put that on the record. George yeah, C. Was, Scott was the grandfather. Yeah, and he, was he was phenomenal. Great. He was great, man. And I got the the relationship between them is great, and just um, the whole uh, you know, my I am your your wise old grandfather, and the best advice i will ever give you is screw them yeah screw them don't care what anybody else thinks screw them and i i just like that is really i in my opinion that's like the best thing you can impart on a young person who is, feels like an outcast oh yeah um bec- and like the whole theme of this movie and why i know it appealed to me was 
that, you know, the whole thing is like, it's okay to be different and it might suck really, really bad. But if you just, if you just muscle through it and, and get through it, it's going to be okay someday. You're going to find your tribe. You're going to find the place where you, uh, fit in and belong. And I really, you know, I think that's true. And man, it was an important message for me when I was feeling that way. And I think that's just an important message in general. That's kind of timeless. Definitely. I mean, there were, there were a lot of through lines. Uh, um, I thought it was interesting that the grandpa, uh, said it first. And then I think Angus started to echo it later. There's a lot of echoes. You hear the line first and then it gets repeated later in different context. Mm -hmm. And the one the grandpa said was, I just want my moment referring to his wedding. And it's interesting that, you know, he's kind of, and that's in the same scene where I think he's trying to advocate that he understands Mm -hmm. Angus's predicament. And then later Angus is referring to the dance and everything, his chance with Melissa as I want my moment. And he strongly, I think in the same spot at the chess uh, board when he's angry at Troy with the broken arm. Yeah. He says, I want my moment. Melissa uh, echoes grandpa's screw him too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the the plays on generations I th- I really enjoyed especially like between Angus and his grandfather because you know Angus is going through all this strife and turmoil and you don't understand Grandpa but you know something that young people forget is uh, everyone older than us uh, we're in similar predicaments when they were the age that we are oh yeah you know and, and that scene with uh grandpa kathy, and kathy bates yeah, yeah. great scene the Absolutely. only scene they really have just the two of them yeah. and they fucking crushed it i mean it i think so the good. kids were good actors in general but i mean they're 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 playing you know <laughs> theater with a couple of yeah, like yeah. legends i mean <laughs> yeah. the, the the adult actors are just like really doing a great job of shepherding the tone and the pace of a lot of these scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. Kathy's like, this um, kid goes to school every day and d- you know, she's just listing off the really shitty things people do to him. And he just shows she, up every day. And she thinks that she's got the upper hand. She thinks she's took the air out of the room. Right. And then grandpa comes back with the, that was you. Yeah. Third remember? grade. And you're just like, Oh Fuck. man, just drop the, the same ah. family. Like we like, had the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just really powerful to just see that circle. Uh, echo again, another echo in there. Um, it was a winter ball dance. Winter yes, ball, winter not ball. snowball dance. Snowball, oh, winter ball, ball. tomato, Just to potato. Ice ball. On some of these things, uh, the whole and I remember this <clears throat> being uh, something that I really loved about this movie. The whole thing about Superman not being brave. I wrote that one down as well. Yeah. And and really, where I really like uh, started to lose it was uh, when you realized that well, well, that's referenced in Batman versus Superman <laughs> <laughs> because he definitely says that while he's trying to beat yeah, him up. Yeah, I started to cry. It's true. No, well, he uh, could be brave about other stuff, just not being hurt. When yeah. his, yeah. uh, his bride to be after grandpa, grandfather has passed away, hands him the box containing the tuxedo. And it says, uh, don't do open, open if you're not, or no, I no, do not open, open if, if you're, you're Superman. Superman. Yeah. Right. I was like, Oh and God! Tell I'm... me, she didn't crush for the minimal screen time she had she on that. She was great. I yeah, mean, she was really good. God, when that watch goes off, <sighs> oh yeah. man, oh man. Um, dildos is a word that was used four times. Dildos, yeah. and you know, I, as as far as dildos. words that get used, I really expected there to be more problematic language in this movie, and there really wasn't. Uh, shit, I'm getting a boner. Boner was used a lot. Yeah, boner. Well, uh, boner oh, was only well, used Troy once. Troy was a oh, horny, sorry, uh, horny little horn dog. Uh, shit was used once. 
Boner was used three times, sorry. Dick Pie <laughs> was used once. I somehow missed that one. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's what they call getting an old slice of Dick Pie. Yep. When the when the under <laughs> under trousers fly yep. right in Melissa's yes. face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, damn or goddamn was used twice. Asshole was used three times. Mm-hmm. Ass was used twice. There were a lot of and assholes. fucking was used once. Once in the PG-13 yeah. movie, yeah. Angus. Yeah, it was the 90s. Uh, there was there an were... Adam's Family reference. I thought that was pretty... Uh, yeah. 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 Um, Technology-wise, you mentioned the overhead projector, which oh, I yeah. thought was pretty special. Yellow Walkman. Yellow Walkman. I had that Walkman. Can we oh, also yeah. pay an homage to the long, uh, I think it still exists, but it's more niche now, roller rink scene? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Really cool. Yeah, I spent a lot that of time... That felt like a 90s kid I moment sp- to me. spent a lot of time at the roller rink when I was a uh, kid in the 90s. I did not. I fell down. Um, Black I, lights. I am gonna just for the sake of cinematography, because I still am a huge fan of. I thought. I mean, I think it's beautifully shot. That, Symmetry. That end scene yeah. with the door shutting. Melissa got this beautiful <laughs> nightlight. Morticia just eyes. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> and from just a filmmaking standpoint, it's a very well made. Uh, well written, well shot, well edited mm-hmm. film. Oh yeah, top to bottom. Well, the band playing the playing the song. Ah, yes, yeah. Which was the actual band from the actual high school. What, what was so. that song again? Um, oh God, I wish I. Had, so the grungy yeah. intro song, yeah, and, yeah. but the it's is playing in the background. But then the school band, the marching band, is <laughs> in playing the is, at the same time, and yeah, it just it's, really meshes. That's just cool. really good sound direction too. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Uh, another example, again, going back to the blue and red, which is definitely a thematic. It's a huge thing. Yeah. I don't know if that was in the script or if that was something the director decided. But even at the football game, the blue team, the Huskies, are mm. playing against the red team, the Scarlets. The other yeah. guys. Um, and I also point, kudos to uh, Helmet Vision, another 90s <laughs> film trope, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure was used in Waterboy and all that. But basically, you know, from the, the Helmet's perspective, running through, there's some really good football uh scenes like shot yeah you know like that's like friday night lights quality in my i oh, never yeah. watched friday night lights I. but i presume sports movie style i was rooting for angus but uh when it comes to the the blue and red thing i really i it never occurred to me until you pointed it out while we we're watching the you know the the purple tuxedo that he's yep. wearing you know the uh, you know blue and red equals purple there you go plum it's uh it's plum. Oh, i'm sorry plum. it's plum yeah um Blue and red equals plum. Hats off to uh, performance to the girl who announces the homecoming king as the principal is the only one who applauds and she gives him the stare and the... No. 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 Just just no. That was good. Um, She was great. Again, soft comedic time. I mean, Kathy Bates had some... When Angus's grandfather dies and he's on the the stairs just bawling. Oh, man. And... First off, when he's looking at Grandpa, you don't see Grandpa, but you see Angus's face. That was really good. That was a good performance. And when he finally breaks and says Grandpa, which I'm sure he was directed to do, but he was doing great acting without saying the word. Yeah. And then when you get to Kathy Bates, she doesn't burst into tears. No, you. But could, you see everything. You can in her see her face. like trying to think of the last thing she said to her father. Ooh, yeah. That's good. Like that's like what her face yeah. said to me. Absolutely. You know? Um, At least Angus got to apologize for yeah. know, being a jerk and stuff like that. And they had that great Superman moment. Oh, man. Oh, God. Ah! Another reference <laughs> uh, to the technology, we can say, where uh, Vanderbeek's character uh, calls into, A, the radio station, yeah. Yeah. B, via phone booth. <laughs> what? Just, I was just walking down the street. I heard the radio called in. And that's a, like, a a, that's like a place where you can get out your cell phone and make a phone call privately. And more importantly, <laughs> okay. he wins tickets to the often-mentioned 
Green Day concert. Yeah, Green Day all over this. Music uh, man, in this movie. soundtrack, soundtrack, soundtrack. I know we mentioned it before, but it's really good. It's definitely worth if, if you can find it on Spotify or something, and you're a fan of '90s music, which you can and you should. It's a beautiful little mm-hmm. uh, little vertical slice of uh, of '90s music. Yeah, and right smack dab in '95. It's really good. And uh, yeah, there's I towards the end there's a Weezer track that I couldn't remember what album it's on. We'll uh, it's probably yeah, it's on the Angus uh, soundtrack album. Well, of course, there you go. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Can we also just go on record and acknowledge that the director of this film, Patrick Reed Johnson, um, also wrote the story to Dragonheart. What? Holy shit! What? What a crossover! Uh, and directed such films as Spaced Invaders. Uh, mm. okay, where uh, our <laughs> Melissa from Angus was in that film, so maybe they just wanted he wanted to work with okay. her again. Uh, yeah, uh, he directed. What year was Spaced Invaders? Nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. So it was it was like Park a failed attempt at doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles if they were aliens. Okay. They all came. They oh! all. Came. Oh, 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 I know that movie. <laughs> yeah, I know that movie. Yeah. That movie is getting done on this podcast. <laughs> I totally remember that now. And sometimes you just got to look at your directors of these Holy things because they've shit. got a, a You know, a movie I remembered that I wanted to do on this after seeing the scary bully kids. Uh, it was sometimes they come back. Whoa! The hell it's is a that? Stephen. It's a Stephen King oh. movie and just vicious bullies, just hmm. terrible. They die in a fiery car accident and then they come back from hell because that's what they do sometimes terrorizing yeah the town again and it's yeah great. Wow. sometimes they come back just heads up uh another film that this director did was baby's day out oh baby's day out i remember that one and yeah. strangely enough the last film that he's credited as having directed is the genesis code okay a college hockey player and a female journalism student struggle to find common ground in their spiritual faith and scientific studies Really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's that um, have to do with hockey? <laughs> but I, I just, I'm just surprised that uh, like the last thing he directed was it. 2010. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Angus necessarily knocked out of the park in box office records. Uh, no, anything, I, I don't think but, so. But I, I think it was probably, I mean, I'd be surprised if it wasn't well received by critics. And yeah, I would be very surprised I feel like it would be a sleeper, a sleeper hit. Um, I do remember. It was for me. I do remember uh, the librarian of my middle school um, pushing the book that it the the collection of short stories that it, okay. that it came from, and I remember I was one of the only kids that had seen the movie. And mm. you guys see the movie uh, Angus? Hey, and I was really like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And then you know everyone else you know who was normal hadn't oh, seen it. Man. Well, All the Rick Sanfords. According to the uh, very powerful line of this film, as is his. Uh, announcement of his, what his, his ang- thesis his, his Bethune theory is yes. there is no normal there is yeah. no normal yeah which you know i know like that it's been that's been beaten to death and probably was before this movie but like that idea when i watch this movie just it changed my life it's like, that's very important yeah um, Clay, was that a big thing for you? I mean, you you wanted to do this movie. Was that one of the reasons why you wanted to bring this to the uh, podcast? This movie absolutely resonated with me uh, when I was younger, partly because, um, I mean, I, I definitely was not a large kid growing up. I probably uh, was more troy size than not. I was more of a Troy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I mean, I, I always root for the underdogs. 
Um, I don't think that it's a mistake that the Superman reference is in there. I'm a bit of a comic book nerd, and I do think that um, this, in a lot of ways, plays like a superhero story of a character discovering themselves and, and sure. what their powers are. Um, uh, I, I did watch, I think, the first season of Dawson's Creek when it came on, so I was a little <laughs> intrigued by the Vanderbeek aspect. Mm-hmm. This was also one of the first films where I, I just started to just madly crush on Kathy Bates and her talent, because uh, I think she's incredible, especially in this film. I mean, she, the subtlety that she provides to her role uh, is so real and honest, where, again, it, it doesn't seem like that should fit... Her performance shouldn't fit in a in a film where there's forced perspective, giant underwear hanging from a flagpole, and yet this film somehow just weaves it together very yeah. effectively. The music's beautiful and, and works, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think all of those teen angsty uh, perspectives of just not fitting in and feeling really, uh, you know. What's everyone else going to think? Not knowing how to dance. Like, all of these things made Angus incredibly relatable. Um, yeah, no no kids know how to dance, really. I mean, sure. It's hard. Yeah. You have to learn. Someone has to teach you how to dance. But also, um, I, I think the other really, like, emotional selling point, because I was an emotional teen, I'm still, I like to think I'm fairly connected with my emotions, but um, I grew up predominantly raised by my mom. Um, this movie came out in what, I, I guess... 95. 95 or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the grand being raised by a surrogate father figure and um, potentially losing surrogate father, like those were all chords that absolutely struck for me. Sure. Uh, big theme in the 90s, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just, I'm yeah, single parents. Mad, uh, strong emotional connections to it. Um, yeah. Uh, that that's definitely why I think it's it's always kind of resonated with me, and I, I think all the themes are very powerful. As you mentioned, Tom, I think they really told it well, yeah. and in a confined amount of time, hour and a half, sweet spot mark. It's definitely. not, it didn't drag, it didn't um, didn't feel too short. It felt like it was the right amount of time to tell the story it set out to tell. Yeah, I didn't get bored. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was it was entertaining, and uh, it had just the right amount of like. 90s goodness, like goodness, like I was like, ah oh, man, Walkman. So I, I was day. hoping for some <laughs> yeah, more, some, good some more cliche lingo. The only one that I yeah, really there wasn't caught a ton. that touched the ear was uh, "Get Real." Sure, Get Real. Then again, real. this did take place in the Midwest, and you know everything. Like they probably didn't start using 90s slang until like the early 2000s. That's possible. <laughs> so. That is possible. It was um, yeah, because it's not the surfer thing, right. really. Yeah, and it's also, not like the like the cold. East Coast, like wicked, you know, yeah. <laughs> also, could we re- gave a little respect to the the Midwest uh, environment for the film for the fact that it wasn't strictly a bunch of white people. Yep. Sure, there was yeah. actually, uh, you know, yeah, some... there, there was a black kid. There, there were a couple, actually. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. were a couple. You're right, um, but I just, yeah, for for the sake of Minnesota, they didn't just lean into that. Though they their extras definitely did lean into the they're way too old also, for high school. <laughs> despite it being the winter ball, they didn't just portray the Midwest as being a ice cold tundra. Yes, although it probably should have been. Yeah, probably some. If some, it was the winter point. ball, yeah. If I mean, and if it's December, maybe that they're cutting for winter, it, sco- winter break. It, yeah, yeah, it looked more sense. much more like fall the whole time. But you know, mm-hmm. they probably they were. Probably like if they did film in Minneapolis or uh, in Minnesota, 
Minnesota. In the winter? Yeah. They probably couldn't have been outside. Well, well, yeah, that and like maybe maybe it was starting to get cold and they were like crossing their fingers for snow, but it just, you know. That's never possible. Happened. I mean, yeah. I, I personally, I, I love, you know, things that take place in the fall, especially if you can get fall foliage. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, it's just. I'm in autumn myself, right? It's just crispier. Uh, it, it, I, I frankly, if the, they say the words apple cider in mm. the in the movie, I can smell it. The sunlight looks different. You ever it does. Feel, yeah, air, the yeah. air is crisper. It's something yeah. to do with the air and the uh, lens. Um, really quick, Troy's t-shirt, smiley face with a bullet hole in its oh, head. Doesn't yeah. fly anymore. Yeah, that's that was a that was one thing one that that was like that was a glaring standout. Like, oh yeah, no kid would not wear that to school today. But it did um, say, have a nice day. It said, uh, have, have a nice a great day, day with a mm. bullet wound in its head. I mean, as, <laughs> as teachers, it's kind of hard. It's it's hard to watch stuff about bullying in school and not think about the current climate oh, in yeah. our country. Yeah. And, you know, it's just really bad. And I talk to teach. I'm not a public school teacher, but I talk to public school teachers. And it's just scary sometimes. It's just, like, there's a lot of... Really messed up situations at home. Yeah, got to be some anxiety yeah. in the workplace for Which, sure. I know it's like it's super easy to like just say like just feel this way, but that's I th- I think what makes the message of this movie all the more important, especially for the kids that are getting bullied. Just like it's gonna like it will be okay. Just keep going. It's gonna suck so bad until it doesn't anymore, but it will get better. And I'm not advocating the violence because obviously it was done for comedic effect of hitting uh, Vanderbeek in the face like I think four times throughout the yeah. film, which felt satisfying every time. It's, oh, every time, even when it was just a little shit kid. Yeah, it's right. just not the same. <laughs> but yeah. but it's yeah. just kind of like there there is an element of, I guess the moral or the the message they're trying to get across is you don't have to hit. You can use your words. You can be yeah. proactive. Right. He does grow out of that. Yeah. Right. But at the end, he doesn't, he doesn't hit him. I mean, right. he shoves him, but <laughs> yeah, shoves and, him into and the and stairs. That's, and that's the thing. There. That, that's the thing that I think kind of want, I want to sort of say, which where it's like not advocating violence, but like, I don't think that, I think too many people are just inclined to coil up and, you know, try to hide mm-hmm. from it. And if anything, this film is saying face it head on. Yeah. Like don't shy away from it. They, you know, um, it's interesting, you know, as an adult, you read a bunch of different things with theories and perspectives and uh, things like, you know, say The Secret or uh, Transurfing, where they talk about pendulums. And if you feed into pendulums, the idea of basically, like, you have a boss who's giving you a hard time and really bullying you, say. Mm -hmm. And if you try to fight back, you're feeding the pendulum, causing the pendulum to get wider, and he's going to come back with you and bully you more. Yeah. If you recoil against him, you're giving him power, and that's only giving him more momentum towards you. So it's going to come back again. But if you acknowledge the bullying, such as Angus is doing, and don't feed into it, then all of a sudden it kind of diffuses itself, much like it does at the end of his speech. So it's just these elemental perspectives that I think kind of dive in. I think pendulums. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> no, I think diffusing is is great, and everyone's like, I think all bullies are have similarities and differences, and there's you have to. I think you have to be pretty savvy in order to diffuse oh, a, a bully's situation. Yeah, like it, and that's like a lot of people just aren't equipped with that skill as well. So but it's yeah, it's super great way to do it. I do want to address uh, Angus's fake tattoo that I think there's a scene where he actually gets it during his montage makeover and we missed it. 
Yeah. Okay. The yeah. clips from the montage of them dancing at yeah. what I presume is a <laughs> JC Penney's photo booth yeah, or something. Maybe, yeah, maybe that, that was that, a that strange moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was if there was a poor moment of editing in this movie, it was that. But we called it out too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. What's happening? What here? is going on here? <laughs> Are they and dancing? Why doesn't he just wear that suit to the ball? It's yes. normal. Where did he get that suit? <laughs> yeah. We also have uh, Angus's photo of Melissa. Very uh, weird. A little, very weird. And then when he puts it up in the, yeah. like, the projector. Well, let's like, also acknowledge that the projector room, the black light lit yeah, with projector room. Stuff written with on the walls. E equals MC. <clears throat> Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Uh, and another one that actually has a drawing of his theory, which you must presume that Troy let Angus draw on his walls because yeah. you discover it's Troy's room. They think they both have projectors in their room. Yeah. They do. They, they both have black lights. But pack. the black light yeah. room is is Troy's because yeah. Angus asks if he can take the blow up right. doll home with him from there. Yes, right. he does. But um, yeah, so he is he is the glow paint black light room. But I uh, Angus also has one of those black light lights in his room too. And I just remember the black lights are fucking cool. But Troy's thing is uh, watching jazzercise and exercise music videos or uh, exercise videos, Jane yes. Fonda videos. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is just fantastic for you know a teenage kid. Renting stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, it projects it on the wall, and that's creative. I did want to ask you, you, you made a, a vote. One of your few vocal statements out loud was about the gym uh, showers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just like a lot of movies that take place in high school that we watched in the 90s, like uh, I was watching it as a young kid, not yet in high school, and I'm just thinking, I don't want to get naked and shower in front of all these other not guys. Like... Like, I'd like just, I just, I don't want to get naked in front of a bunch of people I don't know. And I'm so glad that, like, that just totally was a thing that ended by it, the time I was in high school. Yeah, right? same. Yeah. Wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't a problem. And, but yeah, I, I definitely remember being kind of freaked out, like, because I remember going <laughs> into, like, middle school and high school and, like, the, the locker rooms had showers in them. No one was using them, but I still was like, are we going to, like, get, like, to a part in the semester where they, like, start making a shower? Do we have to do this? Like, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. Is yeah. this something they teach us? Well, I want to know at what point, at what point did there, were there just enough kids that were just, like, too awkward about their bodies and, like, not comfortable with it that they're just like, all right, fine. We're not going to make them shower anymore. Yeah. And also, I think, vocal parents. Yeah, sure. Absolute parents definitely had something to do with it. Could but. we also acknowledge that Troy flat out uh, elaborates that the blow-up doll came from his father's <laughs> practice yeah, that at the was dentist weird office. Yeah, that was really weird. So, yeah. Really, he, really he clearly weird. learned his his problematic behaviors from his dad. Clearly. Because he's catcalling in the hallway and stuff, and you're like, dude, you're compensating. Yeah, I think you said in the beginning, overcompensating. So here comes the question. If they did an anguish... Let's start that over. You can just edit that. No, yeah. that's saying in. Like so it. the question is, if they do an Angus sequel via, say, YouTube as a series... Um, will they do the reversal where James Vanderbeek's character is the hero, uh, much mm. like they're doing with Cobra oh, Kai? Oh man! I, okay, I you know, see you it. know what? I real quick about Cobra Kai. I only watched the first two episodes because oh, I'm, 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 I'm not paying for YouTube. Uh, but so I've only watched the first two episodes, which they've made free. Oh, oh, check to watch. Yeah, any good? I personally, I was watching it, and the whole time I was trying as hard as I could to just not think this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Mm. And I and that's I, I did not like it. Okay. Uh, that's I, depressing. I think that the guy, uh, who, the actor who plays Johnny, no, not Johnny, uh, who's the... Daniel? Ralph Macchio? Oh, no, Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, oh. Johnny, Johnny. Um, I think he's awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, like, not a good actor. Uh. Uh, 
And then also Ralph Macchio, I think there's a reason he didn't have a huge acting career after all these movies. Despite um, his political stances? Sure, what? A, despite his acting. Sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know how that thing has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It and it's like, yeah, and it's like, it's like the best series of the year. Oh, I was going to say, I think everything starts at 100% if nobody watches well, it. Well, that is absolutely oh, true, but this has tons of support and hey if you out there are listening and you watch the whole thing tell, do, do i need to watch past the second episode do i need to get a free trial of youtube red because hey tom it i thought it's better i you know what? i hope so <laughs> can we also just point out the fact that he won't buy uh he won't pay to watch youtube but we did just rent angus on via youtube youtube yeah. yeah so i will give youtube money <laughs> if i but not for a series no Anyway, that's my Cobra Kai rant. I, yeah. Let me know if I should give it another shot, internet. Interwebs. We can tie this back in. Yeah. Well, so you were saying I, with well, James Van... <laughs> I was going to tie it in by saying this. Any okay. final thoughts on Angus? Oh. I still thought it was funny with the silhouette of Melissa when he drops her off, and you're just thinking she's going to throw up. She's going <laughs> to... There's like freeze frame on her silhouette, and... We're just waiting for her. They shock. do freeze frame it on it for a pretty long time before they actually zero in the blackout. Weird. That was a little. That was a little long. It's the only questionable edit yeah. I really had. Uh, my, I highly, I would highly suggest this to any uh, kid coming of age. Uh, I'd say any, any really like ten and up, go for it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. W- would you would you 10? give them any yeah. like yeah? I've would, got nephews I would show this to for sure. I was like nine or ten when I saw this movie. Okay. But I mean, for, for the world that we live in today, like, you know, there's a couple of things. It's like, hey, take this, take, you know, Troy's stuff with a grain of salt. Don't do yeah, that. Sure. Like, would, would you would you interject anything or would you just say, go for it? It's called, you know, parental guidance. Don't get me wrong. Parental guidance. Yeah. Troy sounds sleazy as all hell when he's pointing he's at her photo with a laser pointer. Uh, and yeah, that's some weird stuff. Her, yeah. her legs. And it's creepy. Maybe not objectify women so much. Right, but at least Angus knows that. Angus buffers yeah. it. Angus, Angus is the is a gentleman hero the whole, about through it. and through. He Absolutely. Do, but also, he does have the acknowledgement. She does have a nice stomach. Right. Yes. Like, but he's not, you know, slobbering as he says. We it. all have impure thoughts. And I think that I think that any kid, I would hope, uh, you know, a kid raised in a reasonable household, is going to watch this and realize that Troy is being. A, a bit of a mess about it. Mm-hmm. A reasonable and it, household is sometimes hard to find. True enough. <laughs> but I, I just mean to say that I think, um, I want to think that kids, at presumably 10 and up, uh, are smart enough or at least socially aware enough to be able to be like, Troy's not a horrible human being, but he really, that's not how I want to sound like. Sure. I don't want to emulate that. He's a lot to learn. And then the way, you know, obviously Angus is meant to come out of his shell as it progresses, but I think that perhaps, uh, the, you know, ideally, since he's the protagonist, you'll identify with him, and then the kid will be like, you know, I want to be a little more like Angus. And yeah. Angus is a gentleman. He yeah. walks her home. He doesn't go in for the kiss. Like, there are so right. many tropes that were avoided in and it just ends, decency. It, it ends with him going, maybe she likes me, maybe she doesn't, but you know what? I'm still here. I had Boom. my fucking moment. Yeah. Mic drop. It's super cool. Yeah. And I think that's going to close the book on Angus. Clayton, thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys for having me. It's, it's been, been a blast. You're yeah. like you're like the like the like the most film buffy person we've had on here. Like just like <laughs> then I apologize. No, for people no, who are no, like, no. Oh, I just it's, wanted some I like guy it. who didn't know. No, I like it. Like if, if we wanted if uh, if we wanted to like let you talk about 
like the specific cinematography and everything like you would you like if this were like a, a legitimate film critics podcast you'd like if we had an ounce of legitimacy we want to talk about like what what bad words all right like, I'll, I'll try drinking next time no 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 i'm saying that, that was great that was really uh we all will no really insightful stuff because normally it's like oh he's wearing a purple suit that's the shit that we gloss over and yeah, i would really have good. missed that too yeah. good. except for the fact that you guys are both wearing plum tuxedos right now yeah well i'm sorry i thought you i thought saw, i didn't realize I, we were cosplaying the movies I we thought you we got the email watched. i didn't remember the movie i just tom tells me what we're wearing before yeah. every podcast that's why i'm bummed you guys already did space jam i have my jersey <laughs> i would have worn that clayton uh tell everyone out there what you're doing where they can find you twitter uh, whatever where, where they can see some of your work sure you are a film um, actor so i i do that acting thing uh television film uh pri- primarily independent film but i also do improv theater and so on a uh, little voiceover if you haven't heard that uh basically you can go to my official website clayton com. that's stalker s-t-o-c-k-e-r <laughs> oh. it's good to specify that's that fortunate one, right um <laughs> Also, you could look that same name up on IMDb if you wish. Uh, Instagram, pretty much all my social media handles that are related to acting are at actor CSM. Uh, so that's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and so on. Um, recent film that just got released to the internet, I guess you could say, is uh, a very short film called Honeymoon, which I was fortunate enough to shoot in Savannah, Georgia, directed by Alex Holm. Uh, and another film that I... Where can people see that? Uh, you could see that via the Facebook page, um, as well as my website. And uh, on my website, there's a category called About Films, and it pretty much gives you the list of films that are available, links, uh, trailers, if those exist, movie poster, just for reference. And I even try to do a cast highlight with links to my castmates. Uh, obviously, I can't get everybody, but I try to uh, support the people that cool. I work with. Super cool. So, awesome. Um, yeah, also, uh, one of the first feature films I ever was a part of called Heaven Burns is on Amazon and Amazon Prime. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. That's cool. It's, uh, I got remember a pretty when good you were review. doing that. They, yeah. They actually recut it, got a whole new score and soundtrack going with it. Um, and I think we've got like a 4.5 out of 5 star review. Hey, so that's nice. not bad. I'm okay with that. Not bad. Yeah. Um, and just still working. I'm actually going to be going out to Washington State uh, in two days to work on another feature film, and uh, we'll be flying back next week to do pickups in Baltimore for a little Great. while. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you for we having me. must have you on again so you can educate us and our listeners. Um, and uh, that's going to bring us to Trevor with mm. some uh, final parting words of wisdom. Yeah. Screw them. And... Uh, Always check and replace your smoke detector batteries.